Welcome to the Financial Coaches Network, a show to help financial coaches build and grow successful coaching businesses by focusing on the three pillars, getting clients, working with clients, and running the business. I'm Garrett Fulbin. Over the first four years as a coach, I grew a successful financial coaching business to over 80K in annual revenue. And I'm Joshua Escalante Troche. As a tenured professor of entrepreneurship and a consultant, during the past two decades, I've helped more than a thousand entrepreneurs start and grow their businesses. So get that pen and paper ready or open up the notes app on your phone. It's time to build your ideal financial coaching business. Let's just dive right into it. This yeah. is going to be fun. Where do you want to start? I feel like what the definition of paid search advertising is might be a helpful place, but I know you like to go and step back into that global context. So yeah, I think that's great. We can start with the definition. And so search, because it kind of does step back into the global context. <laughs> uh, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> search is broken into two different forms. So we're going to talk, I'm going to use Google as the example, mainly because who cares about Bing? Exactly, right? But the reality is all of the things that we're going to talk about related to Google apply with varying levels of sophistication to all the other search engines, right? And so with search, there is two different forms of search marketing. There's what's called organic search and paid search. Organic search is what you see in the middle of the search results. And paid result search is what you see in the very top and the very bottom of the search results, where it says sponsored or advertisement or some other little tag on it. In some search engines, it's very hard to notice that this is the paid stuff and this is the organic stuff. And so what we're looking at here is as part of a much larger marketing ecosystem, where does paid search kind of fall? That So not just getting on Google, but getting on Google through paying to get on Google. Got it. And just so that people are clear that we are using, as you said, Google as the example, but it's also not geared just towards search engines for the entire internet, like Amazon, YouTube, searching that way. Yeah. Pretty much anything. Yep. Anything that you can search for on the internet is being monetized. Except the control F button on your computer. Someday they'll monetize that. But at this point, they haven't yet. You want to find the word the? Here. It's 25 20 cents. cents. <laughs> oh, that would be terrible. But not surprising if we end up there. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, paid search the... Well, I'll let you. What, what do you want to talk about first? That, once we got the definition done. So, I think making it relevant for financial coaches. So actually the the most upvoted question that we got is what is a sales funnel and how does it work? So another time. We'll tackle that another time. But I think explaining kind of the context of why paid search might be applicable for financial coaches Mm -hmm. for them to get a sense of okay, well, I get a sense of what it is, but why is it relevant? to me or is it relevant to me right now? When should I start thinking about it? Should I ever start thinking about it? Yeah. So let's talk about paid search really works really well within a marketing ecosystem because of the fact that if you do it correctly, that's a big if, 
because I can tell you right now, just looking at paid search ads when I do searching in, in yeah. Google, yeah, a lot of people are not doing it correctly. <laughs> but and that goes with a lot of different kinds of, I mean, Facebook tons ads. Of different stuff. Yeah, not financial coaching. I'm talking about everything. Yeah. Yep. But if you do it correctly, you're getting in front of people who are actively looking for a solution to a problem that you provide through your financial coaching. And that in and of itself is a huge win, right? And so that's the real big benefit of, of paid search. Paid search, however, very rarely are you going to get someone, not saying that it won't happen, and definitely it does happen, but it's not as common as people think. Very rarely will you get someone who types into Google, finds a paid search ad, clicks on it, goes to the website, and then decides, oh, I'm going to pay for this service. Right. Right. Generally, there's a little more thinking involved in the process. And when looking at that time that it takes for the thinking to happen, a lot of times those people have moved on to other opportunities, other vendors. Right. And that's where a marketing ecosystem comes in, where it's not just about getting them to your website through a paid search ad, but what do you do with them and how do you continue to communicate with them once they're there? So by marketing ecosystem, do you mean like sale, kind of like a sales funnel or a marketing funnel, or do you mean kind of a different definition? Yeah, a marketing funnel is going to be, so a sales funnel is a component of a marketing funnel and a marketing funnel is the primary component of a marketing ecosystem. As the professor, I would expect nothing else besides specific definitions for each. I love it, but it's helpful to be clear, especially since people had questions about like, what is the difference between marketing and sales? Right. And so making sure that we understand the different definitions is important so that we're spending our time and our money on the right things. Yeah. And so paid search is basically a part of that marketing funnel, right? And you want to make sure that once people have engaged through paid search, generally at the top of the marketing funnel, that there's the rest of the marketing funnel that is actually going to be built out, right? that's actually going to help to engage the person on an ongoing basis. One of the things that a great easy example of this, it's not very effective, but it's a great, let me rephrase that. It can be very effective in combination with, a, with other things. Yeah. Right? But by itself, it's not going to be very effective is having a blog that you write and that you, that people who come to your website through the paid search, then sign up for the blog and then might be able to, you, you can continue to communicate with them on an ongoing basis. Yep. I originally said it's not very effective because the combo of paid search plus blog by itself is not very effective, right? It, both of these are components of a larger idea, right? A larger strategy. Yep. As we look at paid search and especially with financial coaches, so you want to make it relevant for financial coaches, yep. most of them don't want to do paid search. Because, well, the organic search stuff is so much freer. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, free. <laughs> so much freer also works. Yes. However, uh, interestingly, when we look at the relative benefits and of each of paid versus organic, the upfront cost of organic search is much, much higher 
than the upfront cost of paid search. In fact, the upfront cost of paid search is one of its benefits is that it has a low upfront cost. The organic search, on the other hand, has a significant upfront cost of actually getting good organic search results far, far more than what you would get for 10 times the results from paid search. And that's partly because of the time that you have to invest in creating the content and making sure that your know, backlinks or that your website is set up with the right type of SEO. Like, just There's technical aspects to it, to your website. There's uh, content creation. It's an enormous amount of time yeah. in order to actually just be noticed by the search engine so that you're on, you're on the pages, meaning page 93 of Google, right? And so there's this huge upfront cost to getting there. And especially in the personal finance realm, you can't, you're never going to get there by getting to the, I want to get to the top of the search results for how to build a budget. Do you realize how much content is out there on how to build a budget? Yeah. Right. Even just like financial coach or financial coaching, financial advisor, financial planner, those are now getting to be really, really expensive keywords. And I know we're going to get to like the importance of having a niche in there. But yeah, yeah. it's not just as easy as being like, oh, I'll pay for financial coach or financial coaching because you have Dave Ramsey, you have yeah. now these other big players in there. And so the advantage from a cost perspective is that organic search scales well financially, mm-hmm. right? But that's not something that most of our coaches are dealing with that are listening to this. Most of you guys are not thinking, well, how do I take my business from 2 million in revenues to 20 million in revenues, right? It'd be a great problem to have, but it we're not be. sure yeah. yet. Yes. Yeah. So the idea of it scaling well isn't really the thing that we're focused on at the stage of where most financial coaches are right now, most of the people listening. Right. And- just for kind of a fun plug, we were talking about marketing ecosystems and sales funnels and marketing funnels. And are we allowed to do like a fun little behind the scenes pitch for grow at this point in time? Talk about it potentially being sure. So, <laughs> so you may be familiar with Financial Coaches Network FCN's launch membership, but we are currently in the process of building out the grow membership. And one of the cool things that we want to include in grow is, and maybe I'll have you explain this but are creating kind of pre-made marketing and advertising funnels for people. And then having that integrate with the websites that we provide, being able to provide appropriate landing pages and or pop-ups and tools that can help you do that. So saying, if someone, if you do a paid search ad that links to a blog, then like, well, what are some of the other steps that would need to happen in that marketing funnel for it to be effective? Yeah. And giving you a sense of, Right. It's not just this one thing, paid search, that then they're going to become a paid a client. client. What are the different steps that a client would want to go through that journey in order for that journey to have the highest you know, or mm-hmm. a high probability of conversions and um, us giving you the guidance and at least the framework for what you would need to be able to build out? Now, Josh, you can say, yes, we can actually do that or no, we can't do that. But that's high level what we're excited about putting together. Yeah. So back to paid search, but yeah, yes, very good. <laughs> I was like, just a little bit, because I'm super excited about it. Well, but it is important because I, I think that some people may have been frustrated by the idea of, well, okay, there's this whole other thing that I have to do. So why even listen to this? You know, there are resources that are available that will help you with that other stuff. Yeah, for sure. 
with paid search, you also have an enormous keyword targeting. So you have the ability to target exactly what you want to look for. And you have audience targeting capabilities. And this is things that people don't realize about paid search and why having a niche is so helpful because you could actually say, no, I only want people who are within this niche to see my ads for paid search. And then you can custom write the ads to let people know that your service is exactly for their niche. And these are all things that are harder to do with organic search. And so it's a lot, there's a lot of advantages to paid search and high cost is not one of the disadvantages. Got it. Now, if you have a poorly structured, poorly created ad, then yes, high cost is going to be one of the things because anything that's poorly structured or poorly created is not going to perform well. And whether you're paying a dollar or $10,000 for it, the cost is really high because you got zero results. Right. And just from my own perspective, you can let me know if you want to address this at a, at mm-hmm. a different time, but is the idea of at least some hesitancy because, well, not only do I have to get the paid ad right that's going to show up, but also I need to then get the other steps in the marketing funnel set up right as well, or else the money at the beginning of the funnel is useless. If the ad is really great and people come to my website or they get to the blog, but then the blog doesn't convert or the follow-up sequence doesn't convert. or So I'm not sure if I have a particular question about that, but I could see that as a hesitancy for jumping into paid advertising, whether it's paid search or Facebook ads. Well, I would say you never want to jump into any advertising. <laughs> Because no, there, there is no silver bullet advertising. There is no advertising where you run this ad on this platform that says this thing. And that one ad by itself is going to guarantee you a consistent stream of clients. But that's what the gurus told me about Facebook ads. Well, of course, because they want to make money off of you. But the, but the reality is advertising is more complex than that. And, and there's a reason why companies hire advertising firms to run this complexity. And when I say company, I mean big companies. So while yes, you want to not jump into it blindly, there are resources that are out there that you can look at to look at that larger ecosystem. Crash Course has a conversation about ecosystems. Launch has a marketing ecosystem just for that stage of the business, FCN's launch and FCN Grow is going to have, as you said, more robust versions of that. But beyond that, a good course in marketing uh, might provide you with a lot of information. And I say a good course because it is a higher percentage than I care to admit of professors Their courses are basically, here is a book of key terms to memorize, and this is what you're going to learn in the class is the definition to these key terms, which is a bad course in marketing. And good context is you teach digital marketing. Right. I do teach digital marketing. So you have at least some experience of what hopefully a good course should be and experience teaching and presenting the content. So yeah, so that's kind of the basis of paid search. So let's talk about some of the other key elements. Let's start with where your ad is going to be placed, because if you've done any searching on Google, you will realize that there are three spots at the top of the first page and three spots at the top of the second page. 
And then you click for the sec, and then you, I'm sorry, three spots at the bottom of the second page. And then you click the second page and there's another six. And then you click the third page and there's another six. The question is, where does your paid ad show up? Hmm. And this is what's known as ad placement. So are you, where are you on the rankings one through whatever? And one of the things that the search will give you is this ad average ranking is X, Y, or Z, right? So they'll give you what your average ranking is. There are three primary components that make up the placement. The first one is the price. How much did you pay? Surprisingly, that doesn't have as big of an impact as people think. The second one is your competition. And that is how much are other people paying, right? As well as how many other people are out there and where do they rank within all of this? The third one is the one that's the most important. And again, different search engines will have varying levels of sophistication for this. We're talking about Google right now as the primary example, but it's what's called the quality score, or at least Google's version of this is the quality score. Yeah, because Facebook has one too. Yes. Yeah. I think they call it relevance though. Yeah. And so the quality score is effectively, does this ad actually answer the person's question that they were searching for? Hmm. Does the page on the ad answer the question? Is there actual value on the page? How trustworthy is this website? All of these factors come into play to determine if Google shows Garrett's ad for a person searching for this particular phrase, how likely is the person going to feel like they got the answer to what they were looking for if they clicked on Garrett's ad? And this is one of the big ways where people really, really don't have very good search ads, paid search ads, because people will type in something, the ad will come up, and the ad obviously doesn't apply to the thing that I was looking for. And sometimes I'll click on it just out of curiosity. And the page has nothing to do with what I was looking for, in which case both the consumer and Google are going to penalize. Okay. And the quality score is actually the number one factor. I mean, that ultimately does make sense because if Google wants to be the dominant search engine, it would make sense to pair the people who are searching for content with the right content for them or else they'll go. Even in the advertising. Yeah. 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 Okay. So yeah, so that's that becomes a big, big part of it, a really big part of it. Okay. I'm thinking in terms of you mentioned, you know, that having a niche will greatly increase the paid search effectiveness. And that kind of goes to what you were just talking about, right? That mm-hmm. if you are able to write the ad plus have the landing page or the website and the language in both of those aligns well with what your niche is looking for, then that like you said, quality score is going to be higher and therefore probably make your cost of paid search less. Yeah. And get better leads. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And this is, this is where we come into your keywords, right? And keywords are a horrible, horrible, horrible name. Never, ever, ever use keywords. Okay. (laughs) Key phrases is what you want. Mm. Not keywords. Okay. 
Using keywords will tank your quality score and will show your ads to a wide variety of people that have nothing to do with what you're looking for, right? Garrett, how much experience do you have reconciling corporate budgets for S corporations? If a person was looking for someone to help them reconcile corporate budgets for, for corporate budgets for an S corporation, would you consider that to be a worthwhile prospect to talk to? No. So if you type in budget or the phrase help with your budget, you're going to get some of those as some of the people that your ads are being shown to. Okay. And this is where the idea of you don't want keywords. Budget is a horrible keyword for a financial coach because a ridiculous number of things are going to be included in with that keyword in it that have nothing to do with what the financial coach is looking for. Right. So if you're working with, for example, if you're a financial coach that works with with recently minted dentists on their student loans, right? And okay. it's I'll tell you the tooth financial coaching. Ah, you like that? I like that. Wow, well done. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> wow. Having a keyword of the phrase how to pay off dental school loans. That phrase is going to provide a lot better benefits for you than budgets. Yeah. And so as we think about keywords, it, the, the concept of keywords is you really want to, th to think, okay, what would someone type into a search engine if they were looking for help with exactly what I provide them with combined with exactly who they are? And that's how you really want to target those paid search campaigns. Funny, my brain is just uh, thinking, I was like, ooh, how would I do this for my, of course, don't jump right <laughs> into advertising. Uh, but it, but yeah. no, I, I just you know, asked it in the comments and people are saying this is super helpful and the idea of key phrases versus keywords makes so much sense. And I, I hadn't heard it phrased in that way, but yeah. it's, it's like, oh, duh, you know, but I'd never thought of it. Yeah, with paid search, as with almost all advertising, the fewer people that see your ad, the better. I know that seems weird, but it's a matter of why are fewer people seeing your ad? And if the reason why is because you are making it almost impossible for anyone who's not in your exact target market yeah. with, that is looking for your exact thing to see your ad, right? If you're not doing that, then you're spending a lot of money on people that aren't really going to benefit you in any way because they're never going to be prospects. A hundred percent. Great example that I give in classes. How many of you guys have seen the new Ferrari ad? Hmm. No one raises their hand. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Right. Uh, yeah. And you don't want to be paying money for people to see something where it's not relevant. Yeah. Where they're never going to buy it or never be interested in it. Exactly. Tiffany asked, you know, yeah. I missed some of this. Did you talk about sales funnels? Somebody just mentioned that recently to me. If you already talked about it, I'll go back and watch. So we did briefly, but do you mind just kind of explaining quickly kind of how sales funnels are different than marketing funnels, different than yeah. paid search? 
So paid search is a tactic. Think of your sales funnel as everything that you do once a client says, hey, I'd like to have a conversation with you, right? They schedule that meeting. That's your, and the couple of steps right behind that, right? But it's basically you've identified an individual person and you're having, and the sales funnel is think of that as more of a one-to-one communication as you take them through it. The sales funnel is part of the larger marketing funnel, which is both one-to-many and one-to-one at different stages of it. Because again, the sales funnel is a stage of the marketing funnel. So the marketing funnel is just more expansive than the sales funnel is. And the sales funnel is the one-to-one communication that you do with prospects that have shown interest and started that one-to-one communication. So I know this isn't a paid search example, so excuse me, but the idea of putting out content on Instagram, you know, one to many as mm-hmm. doing marketing that way. And then someone sends you a direct message and says, Hey, I really like what you're putting out. You know, thanks for sharing this. And you start a conversation and then it kind of ends with, Oh yeah. And actually I might need what you do. So I'm going to schedule a consultation. And yeah. then it's kind of like that moves then from it's still within the larger marketing funnel, but then it moves from more of the one to many, even the one to one part of the marketing funnel and moves kind of to the sales funnel process. Yeah. Is that accurate? Yeah, that would be the transition point Cool. from the earlier parts of the marketing funnel yeah. to the later part of the marketing funnel known as the sales funnel. And this will be a good conversation to do on a future live, like the difference kind of where marketing and sales overlap, but what the difference mm-hmm. is. And uh, so that I think helping people get clear around the purpose of marketing and where and how marketing is effective, but also that marketing is not sales and why is sales so important? Why do salespeople, you know, top performers get paid so much? Yeah. And kind of the importance of sales as a part of what we do. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we'll pin that one. But she asked another question. It looks like, is the key phrase the same as the long tail keywords? Long tail keywords is the certain areas call it long tail keywords, but yes, key phrases, long tail keywords. I hate the term long tail keywords because when you use it, right, keep in mind, I'm not trying to create a huge following of people that think of me as this like brilliant person. So I I don't need to come up with BS things. I'm a professor who needs to get people to understand what the hell I'm talking about. So key phrases, people understand what the hell that means. Long tail keywords. Okay, now we have to go to another book definition to figure out what what you're talking about. So yeah, yeah. but the the terminology you'll see a lot is long tail keywords. I just don't like the terminology. I'll say key phrases, which the industry calls long tail keywords. Do you have a strong opinion about something? You would never. Never. I never have, especially (laughs) about the core way that we educate people. Never would have an opinion on that. (laughs) Fair enough. Fair enough. And I think that was, it actually didn't come through in the Facebook feed, but I think that was Ebony who asked the question. So thanks, Ebony, for that that clarification. Cool. Is there anything else that you want to share? This puts us right at about the half hour-ish. So I think just to make that note. One last thing, two last things. The final component to it. So we talked about the key phrases. We talked about the the content of the ad, right? Creating ads. 
sort of, I want to come back to that. We talked about the audience targeting. The, the final thing is uh, where that you send people to. And sending people to the homepage of your website is going to be appropriate for some of your paid search campaigns, but it's not going to be appropriate for all. And so you really need to think about, based on this combination that we've talked about before, what is this person who's doing the search looking for? And am I providing that to them, what they're looking for to them on the page that I'm sending them to? Mm. Right? Yeah. And when we take all of this in combination, what we have to realize is that means that our paid search campaigns, if we're going to do them well, really have to be pretty complex because we need to match the right key phrases with the right audience, with the right copy for the ad, with the right final page that they go to, mm -hmm. right? The target page. And that might mean for our one financial coaching business with the sole intention of getting people to sign up for, right? That's the only thing we're trying to accomplish is getting them to sign up for a call. We may need to have 10, 20, or 30 different individual paid search ads, all completely written different in order to have that combination make sense for the person. Way to just throw out a number that makes me feel super overwhelmed, Joshua. Come well, on. The thing is, you don't have to start with 10, 20. You can start with one of them and just don't expect that one to do everything. Just expect it to do what it needs to do, which is just that one little bit and be comfortable with the fact that you're going to give up the other 19 for now. Good point to add. Right? Because I think it's it's important to let people know that it complexity and having more options can be very important and that you have to start somewhere. Yeah. And when whenever something's really complex, the way you start is not by saying, oh, I'm going to make it artificially simple and just throw out all the complexity. You keep the complexity and you just choose one little part of the complexity and say, that's the only piece that I'm going to implement now. Got it. Tiffany said, my main question was, what is a sales funnel and is it necessary? She said, I'm clueless. I'm like, no, you aren't. <laughs> we will do that in, in next month's uh, marketing live, apparently. <laughs> I was going to say, you, A, you're not the only one, Tiffany. And this is why it's so important, you know, to, I was ribbing Josh a little bit for being like the definition master in the beginning, but this is why it's so important to know, okay, well, how is the sales funnel different than the marketing funnel, different than the marketing ecosystem where there are overlaps? And, and so by having a better understanding of what these are, right, then it can help you understand, you know, what they are, the components of each, where they fit into each other. And hopefully, and I'm speaking from my own experience, like help you put together the often complex elements. This is what I think launch does really well is saying, here is what all the different main components that you need for building your business. And there is a lot here. And, but we are going to start you off with the most important elements that you need to launch your business and start turning it into a side hustle. Right. And then do this, ignore everything else. We'll come back to it. And then, right. We'll come back to that later, like in phase two and three of launch. And then, you know, what I mentioned for grow, which is like, okay, then when you have those basics down, like that one paid search ad, then, you know, you move to building your next five or more. And that's where we want to you know, help support to just increase in complexity after you get the baseline of the original complex piece put into place. I love what you said, Josh, not making it superficially simple, because that ultimately won't work in the long run. 
And then you'll just get frustrated and say, ah, this stuff never works. Yeah. And it's just like, no, it does. You see the complexity and just do that. Yes. Perfect. And Tiffany is like, yes, please, to the marketing live <laughs> and, and difference between sales and marketing next time, which is, I think, probably what we'll do. That one or the what is a sales, what is a marketing funnel? We'll um, do both at some point in the future, promise. <laughs> That's a good, so Josh is always great because he keeps me on track with not over-promising. But then he's like, yeah, we'll get to it. We don't know the exact date. I'm like, we'll do it next Tuesday. <laughs> like, no, no, Philbin, pump the brakes. This is why we work well as a team. Anything else that you want to wrap up about or hit on? I think the big thing is, my hope is that, and where I wanted to start is don't overlook paid search. It can be a really, really useful tool within an overall campaign. And it could be a good thing to start with because it does have such a low upfront cost. And so realize that failed campaigns are learning opportunities. And you can look at, you know, I spent $10 and I got nothing out of it. Or you can look at it as I spent $10 and I learned a lot that will help me spend my next $10 even more effectively. Great point. Cool. Well, this is fun and educational for me too. As like key phrases, I learned something new. And I would love for, you know, for those who are watching now or those who catch the replay to let us know what topics around marketing and advertising specifically that you have interest in. Because we talked about paid search today, but are there other things, Facebook ads, any other type of marketing and advertising that you have questions around? We also have a post that I posted on Tuesday. It's at the very top of the group in the pin post that um, gives some prompts for some marketing slash advertising topics that we will talk about in future lives. And so you can just upvote which ones are most relevant to you. Um, but we really want to get your feedback and make sure that what we're talking about is actually something that you all want to know about. Yeah. Um, and lastly, oh, someone said, well, of course that's Chi. I love Chi. He's like, what are your key phrases? <laughs> yes, Chi, put, put Professor Trosh on the spot. Oh, you really want to know? <laughs> well, I mean, he said, what's your key phrases? So I'm curious, like, if that actually makes sense to explain right now without context or? yeah it's so mine i have a much more complex system than most people are going to have so for example one of the so my niche is i work with um i work mostly with business owners or people who are uh, aspiring to be business owners that's the majority of my clients um, I do, when I work with my clients on financial advising, we also do advising around their business and running their business and growing their business. Mm -hmm. And one of the big questions that people have is the, with an S corporation, a portion of it is salary versus a portion of it is owner's draws. And there's a bunch of taxation things related to that. And a lot of misunderstanding around that. Um, and so people will oftentimes be looking for a, you know, how much should I pay myself in S corporation salary? Right. That, mm -hmm. that would be a phrase. So I have a pretty significant, very in-depth uh, explanation of the pros and the cons and the details of that whole decision. Right? You your no. is financial coaching breaking the yeah. law article is only like 12,000 words. I mean, it's not right. 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 Yeah. Exactly. 
but and it is so, the questions people are asking, right? In great right. detail and is very helpful. Yeah. And so I would that so I have key phrases that are targeted to people who are trying to deal with this exact situation, okay. providing them that level of depth. Um and um then from there, if you if you want help with this, <laughs> yeah, reach out over here, right? And there's a bunch of other stuff that goes along with it, but that's kind of the idea. So a key phrase for that would be, uh, how much do I need to pay myself as an S corporation owner? Mm. Right. There's a key phrase that someone would actually be searching when they're trying to figure this thing out because it's kind of literally exactly what they're trying to figure out. <laughs> right. Right. But again, you have to have this ecosystem and it's not just, Hey, I'm going to dump them into the, uh, page of my website or even a random page on my website, right? It's very specific to what they're trying to accomplish. Got it. Yeah. Man. So can I run paid search to my Michael Kitsis article on a different website? Cause everyone, cause that's helpful. You absolutely could, to be honest with you, because yeah. it uh, wouldn't be the most effective, but it would be, uh, yeah. but just as like even... an example, since people have read yeah. a good amount of people have read that Kitsis article, like that would be one way to kind of go meta on it, right? For Financial mm -hmm. Coaches Network, we could run paid search ads to aspiring financial coaches who are searching, like, how do I become a financial coach? What does it take to become a financial coach? And run ads to, uh, to that Kitsis article because it is very long. It's very detailed. It's very helpful. That's how a lot of people found me. So it would likely have a high it's quality. It's writing it. Yeah, it literally <laughs> spent like three months writing. Ebony was like, that's how I found you. <laughs> yeah, right. So it's one of the things that like as a piece of content, very valuable piece of content could target people through paid search. I kind of know the key phrases that people are looking for because they ask these same questions in the community all the time. So, you know, in terms of like what has completely randomly turned out to be kind of serendipitously like our marketing funnel to a certain degree. It's like I started this group never thinking that it would become this, <laughs> you know, that'd be like my mom who took pity on me and maybe five other people, but realizing it's just been super cool to watch like how this thing I created then has helped by understanding what the key phrases are that people ask, right. Having created content that's relevant to financial coaches then has helped kind of put together part of the content ecosystem that now we can plug into a more intentional marketing ecosystem but it's taken a long time. You know, that article was two months in the making, which was three years in the making with a relationship with Michael, which this group is four years old. So also I think just for context, like it doesn't happen like that. And when it often looks like it happens overnight, it's because of a lot of things that happen behind the scenes and in that process that you don't see. So I just say that because, yeah, you know, you it was an overnight success. I mean, oh, yeah. It only took him 20 years to be an overnight success. Right. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that was, that's kind of to tie into the piece where you said, you know, organic um, is less expensive, it sounds like, but there's a lot of upfront time. And you can kind of say like, I've been doing the upfront marketing for Financial Coaches Network for the past five years. I just didn't know it. Um, and so here we are. But yeah, it's at least for me, five years in the making. But don't let that deter you. It's that balance. 
<laughs> building which can now. Anyway, I'm done talking. We're way past now. Uh, please do put in the comments any topics that you would like or vote in the pinned post. Josh, thank you. This was fun. I learned a lot, and I'm going to maybe put some more like paid uh, advertising um, topics, upvote them, because I think there is a lot of interest. And even if it's not going to be super relevant for people now, there is a lot of interest and to show how they can start thinking of building blocks. Whereas, you know, there are multiple people here that said, you know, I've never thought of this before. And we just want to give people the options to say like, oh, it doesn't just have to be create an Instagram profile or have, you have to have a Facebook group or you have to do it this way. You have different options that can work for you. That's right. Cool. All right. Well, thanks everyone. We'll be on, I think next week, you know, as always, and we'll see you then. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe so you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Uh, It also helps iTunes and everything else know that you liked it and suggest it to other people. And if you can think of one person, a financial coach or someone aspiring to be, who would connect with what we talked about today, share it with them as well. If you're ready to take the next step and build your successful financial coaching business, FCN has turnkey resources to help you get clients, work with clients effectively, and run your business efficiently. Head to Financial Coaches Network backslash start here or Financial Coaches Network backslash stall there if you're Sean Connery. Thank you again for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the Financial Coaches Network podcast.